Hey girl, you're listening to Live Free Radio. My name is Letitia Bates. I'm a registered health coach certified in holistic nutrition and weight loss for women. And I love working with women who are like me and have PCOS, which stands for polycystic ovary syndrome. This led me to my passion of advocating and empowering women just like you to give up all the lies that diet culture has been feeding you for years so that you can get the real facts and start living out your most fierce and best freaking life. Okay, let's get started. Welcome to Live Free Radio. Today I have an amazing guest, Ashley Bowman. She is a U.S. Air Force veteran, a online coach, personal trainer, competitive bodybuilder, and entrepreneur. She's actually my BFL and just an all-around badass. I'm so happy that she's here. She's going to be sharing her story to hormone replacement therapy and empower us with all of her knowledge. Ashley, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. You make me Uh sound way cooler than I am. But like you are. (laughs) They don't even realize that lift could keep going. (laughs) You you are cool. You're one of the cool kids. But yeah, I'm so happy that you're here. Um, I'm really excited for you to share your story because it's a story that needs to be shared. Women need to be educated and empowered on this. But let's just start with who you are. Tell us a little bit. Who is Ashley? Okay, so old these days, no. Um, <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so I, um, like you said, I, I went into the military. I was, I don't know, like 19. That's where I started, right? Um, I did that, got out. I wanted, thought I wanted to be a teacher, kind of tell you where I, how I started and what kind of led me into where I am now. Um, went to school for that, worked in a, um, in a alternative high school, and I was like, okay, like maybe I want to be a teacher. This is what I want to do. And then I realized like, oh my fucking God, no, I don't want to do this. <laughs> like, I can't imagine <laughs> you being a teacher. I mean, no. you're an educator, but not in that, yeah. not in that niche. <laughs> yeah. I thought that's what I wanted to do until I kind of worked in that area. And I was like, Ooh, this is not for me. Not for me. Um, so yeah, I figured out that I did want to educate people, but so on during that time, I like started my own weight loss journey and I totally am like fat to fit stigma. Like I'm that girl. Um, mm-hmm. My journey kind of led me into personal training and coaching and um, where I'm at, I guess, bodybuilding and then where I'm at today. Um, I've been doing it now for God, five years, I think. Almost yeah. six, maybe six. Um, yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> it's You've accomplished been a while. so much in between. <laughs> now and then like it's it's amazing to see the beginning of your of that process to like what you've done like you're you're just a total badass yeah thanks a little backstory uh the 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 competition that I competed in Ashley was that's how I met you and I remember like (laughs) I only knew you from Instagram before that and I remember you know backstage you know everybody's pumping up to to go on stage and I looked over and I saw you and I'm like I think that's that girl that I'm like obsessively stalking (laughs) but I don't know if I want to like say anything and I think I kind of would like do like this little cheaty like hi wave and you were just kind of like what's up you know You probably don't remember. <laughs> I remember you say I remember speaking to you, but I don't remember you yeah. being cheesy. I just remember oh, you like, hey, I'm like, hey. I'm like, 
I mean, you know, I felt like so dorky and we really, cause there's so much going on. So we really oh, didn't man. Talk, like we didn't really hang out or talk or anything, even though we met there. And then it was a good time after that, before we finally yeah. were like, you know what? I, I, I like you and you like me. Can we, can we be friends? Can we be friends in real life? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So here we are. Um, but oh. yeah, like you, um, so over that time, that, that five to six years of your of your journey, it led you up to a point that I wanted you to be able to share today, and that's hormone replacement therapy. Yes. Um, so that is, that's something, can you, first of all, let's just, what is hormone replacement therapy? Hormone replacement therapy um, basically is you're taking any type of exogenous hormone and, and putting it into your body to replace what your body isn't naturally producing. Um, so be it estrogen, testosterone, progesterone, if you're taking some type of supplementing with that to replace what your body isn't producing. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot more times you see men talking about it because, you know, all the du- all dudes be on like testosterone replacement therapy at this point, I feel like. Um, yeah, and it's in just the bodybuilding <laughs> industry, like they're, they're on it. <laughs> it's, I mean, it is, it is what it is, but I don't think that it's really as well discussed with women. Um, because mm-hmm. I mean, it's just such a like, Oh no, nothing can be wrong with you. Like, what do you mean? And, and specifically testosterone replacement therapy, because mm-hmm. it's so just overly identified as, as a male hormone, which it's, not singularly a male hormone, like women right. need testosterone to function as well as men. Um, so backstory, I guess I competed in 2014. I competed in 2016. I competed in 2018. Okay. Um, I've been on birth control since I was 19 years old. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe 18, 10 years. I was definitely, I was, I was on Mirena, which is a, um, an IUD for 10 years. And, and as far as the medical community goes, they will completely disband. They will argue that a Mirena crash doesn't exist, that, that there is nothing that, that it does to negatively affect your hormones. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand that I compete in bodybuilding, but what I'm doing with bodybuilding only could only help what happened with the exogenous hormone being Mirena. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So yeah. like <clears throat> if I hadn't had 10 years of that, I might not be in the position that I am right now, which in I haven't shared. My position is that we finally did a, um, a Dutch test and figured out that my progesterone was low, my estrogen mm-hmm. was low, and my testosterone was low. And I don't necessarily mean like low, like, oh, it's just kind of on the lower end of normal, like, <laughs> like not <laughs> producing, yeah. like not producing <laughs> yeah. any basically. Um, so, and I mean, in my head, when, when I got that diagnosis, I was like, oh my God, like I'm 30, like, and I'm like super healthy as far as like, I mean, my food choices and what I do for a living and like exactly. my, my, my life, my lifestyle is just health because I just believe in it. So like, how could this be what I'm experiencing? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I talked to my coach, which my coach is Jason Theobald. He's a Scooby mm-hmm. prep. He's awesome. Um, and he was like, why are you freaking out about this? He was like, you want to be optimal for the rest of your life. So you do hormone replacement therapy. It's not that serious. Like plenty of women do it. And especially in the bodybuilding community, if their hormones are not fixable, like in a natural way, which to go back a little bit, mine aren't necessarily fixable. Um, Mm -hmm. because we did the, you know, I competed in 18. We thought we would see a bounce back and we really didn't. Right. 
Um, so, I, and then I kind of made the identification that like, oh yeah, like I bet it's my, my Mirena needs to come out because it's been, you know, five years that, for the second one. Cause I had it once and then I had it again. Mm-hmm. Um, it probably just needs to come out. Um, and that's the problem. Right. And to be clear, just so you know, it, it lowers your progesterone. Right. So, okay, well let's get it out and see if your, if your levels normal back out, surely mm-hmm. they will. Um, and we took it out and then waited like, I don't know, like 12 or 16 weeks did that's when we did the Dutch test and, and it was like, nothing was coming you were back. Still, like your body yeah. can't come back from that. It's yeah. been so long that it just, it forgot how to produce on its own pretty much. Yeah. Um, and can we talk about, um, cause I know some of the listeners are probably going to be like, what are the Dutch tests? You know, I've never, I've never heard of this cause it's something that you and I both like, we both have taken it. We love it. And, yes. um, <laughs> you want to tell a little bit about that or, or, um, yeah, it's basically, so it is a, a urine sample, but you're taking a sample at five different points in a 24 hour period. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're using what they can out of that to be able to identify like all, all of your levels and your cortisol pattern, which is super important because if you're only testing cortisol in, in a blood test, you're not, you're getting a screen, a screenshot in time. Basically, you're not yeah. actually seeing the pattern as like as your circadian rhythm goes as with your cortisol and, and it just changes throughout the day. So it does like a, and you guys can't see me doing this, but my hand is doing like a wave <laughs> motion. Um, it occurred to me after the fact, Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> but I it's supposed it to, yeah, totally. Right. I'm yeah. like, Oh yeah, you can see this, right? <laughs> no. So um, it goes up and down throughout the day. Right. And if you're only taking that one shot in time, you don't really know what's going you on. Get the whole picture. Exactly. So a Dutch just gives you like a more complete, result than mm-hmm. blood work will. Yeah. If, if, uh, right now, I believe it's the most comprehensive hormone test that we have available. It's, that's how it's, it's been marketed and you yeah. can do it at home, which is the cool thing. Oh my gosh. Um, so the like Ashley thing. said, it's, uh, it's, it's done with urine and you basically, it's kind of like a pregnancy test or like an ovulation test. Like you just dip the, the test strip in, in your urine throughout those times. And, um, the cool thing that, um, that I love that I found about my, like it tells your methylation and like how those hormones are broken mm-hmm. down into what pathways. So like you can even see if, if your estrogen, for example, is going down a cancerous pathway, which is, is the possibility that was the possibility for me. So um, you're just really getting a really good in-depth look at yeah. what's going on. And, and you were able to do that. And then just to see like, you know, after being on birth control for that long, your body mm-hmm. kind of was like, I don't, I don't know how to do this on my own now. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. and I mean, I'm, I'm by no means saying that like my competing didn't play a role in, in it because I mean, you got to think when you get to body fat levels that are super low like that and you're like, you, I mean, you're manipulating hormones to get that to mm-hmm. get that look. Um, right. however, I think that it is, it is important to say that like, you got to think birth control is something that while they do studies on it, you can't do a 10 year study on birth control. There's no funds to support that. So like mm-hmm. they have no idea the long-term effects of the things that they're prescribing women with to put in their bodies. Right. And we haven't done any, are bad. anything different. <laughs> we haven't done anything different with birth control in like 30 plus years. Like nothing has mm-hmm. been, like it's it's like they established it 30 something years ago and was like, all right, these women, are, this is just it. That's what they get. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, their studies, the longest studies I think I've seen are like a few years at a time, like yeah. maybe. Um, I mean, but we're not looking at anything to do with what's going on later in life. Right. Um, right. Yeah. And I mean, that's what the whole happens- point. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, cause you're eventually going to have to come off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the case for you. So, um, so to just to clarify, like when it comes to like your personal hormone replacement, are you replacing all of those hormones or just some of them? Like, what are you replacing with? Okay. So I am replacing, um, testosterone predominantly. That's the only thing I'm replacing because what happens is if you are replacing testosterone, like it can aromatize so that it produces estrogen so Mm -hmm. that I basically don't have to supplement estrogen. Right. And then I also, I'm taking chase berry, which helps with your natural progesterone. Um, to help bring that up. mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So once all of those levels start coming in, like their hormones are like that little symphony that we're, <laughs> like we often yeah. talk about, like once of, one of them playing, like they're all going to start leveling out and playing together nicely, hopefully. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, and has that been the case for you? It totally has. It totally has. Um, so I guess it's important to say that like part of me getting that tested too was, has to do with like mental health. Um, I, I, I think we really undervalue like, how strange things can get in our brains when our hormones are that off. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, Anxiety, depression, um, all these things are playing a role and you aren't super aware of it because sure you're aware that what's going on, but I don't think you realize how bad things like that can be until after the fact. Mm -hmm. So that was what I was seeing as the most like identifiable thing after I started the hormone replacement therapy. Like I was so much more like emotionally stable where I hadn't been for quite a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I can tell that just because we're friends and I I know you (laughs) and I knew what was going on and the difference that, I mean, it seemed like it, it changed pretty quickly for you. Like your your ability came in and, and, and things started being more on the up and up. Yeah. Uh, but we do often forget, uh, I know mental health is something that's really big right now. And I'm glad that we're talking about it. But a lot of times we don't talk about the hormonal connection. Um, and when your hormones are imbalanced, uh, pretty much regardless of which one it is, depression, anxiety, they're all going to be a side effect um, of that. And we just don't even consider that being a possibility. Not even a little bit. I mean, in my mind, especially for me, it was like, oh, well, like you're just, your life is busy. Like this is just you not adjusting to your new normal. Like it, mm-hmm. it, it's a you thing. And I mean, we're especially like, and I know for you too, like as, as a business owner and entrepreneur, like you are taught to have extreme ownership of your life and everything that you're doing. So like, why mm-hmm. would you not have extreme ownership of that and say that like, oh, okay, well, like these are things. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you live a healthy lifestyle, you eat well, you work out, you, I mean, you, you do all the things. So then why would something be off? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's a really good point to just bring up that you can do all the right things and still need supplement. You, you still need support. And that's what yes. I think the reason why we wanted to uh, bring this topic to life is just because we wanted people to know, like, it's okay If you are in a position to where you need hormone replacement therapy, it's okay um, that you can be doing all the right things and still need the extra help. Um, Exactly. You know, regardless of of the stigma. Like, what are your thoughts on on the stigma around hormone replacement therapy with women? I'll be honest. I I didn't understand. My own journey has made me take a deeper dive into female hormones. Not that I hadn't already taken like a a small one to begin with, but it made Mm -hmm. me take a much deeper dive into understanding them. Um, Right. 
just because um, one, nobody talks about it, even in the competing world. Like, like there's no one that's just out there like, Oh yeah. Like I do TRT. It's fine. Like ain't nobody (laughs) saying that because you don't want to, because you, because it's, it's such a like, Oh, you shouldn't talk about this. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just, it's never talked about. So for me, it's, I don't mind talking about it. Um, this is probably the first time I've talked about it as openly as I have, I guess. Like, you know, I talk about it in the gym with my clients, specifically Mm -hmm. with them, especially if they need like blood work or something. I'm like, I'm like, listen, like you don't really know until you know. Exactly. Um, uh, with testing over guessing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> like, go, go get the lab work done so we know what's going on um, before you even consider other alternatives. Like, yeah, let's, I mean, let's know what your baseline is. Yeah. And it's a huge number of people now. I, I, I read a study recently, I can't remember what the number was, that have like hormone imbalances. So, mm-hmm. like, it's just, and no one's, no one's having this discussion. Oh, well, if you just diet, well, yeah, no, that's not exactly the case. <laughs> um, <laughs> And we all live such stressful lives. It's like stress, cortisol, it all plays a role into like the Mm -hmm. seal. Like, I mean, stress connection will tell you that. Um, The more reading I do, the more I'm like, this is just, this is more serious than, than we're, than we're giving it light to. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, That was something, I mean, of course, you know, with just us being friends, but that was, part of my story too just like how come nobody is fucking talking about these hormones like why is nobody talking about this so frustrating um and you know and then even after um you know getting my lab work done um and stuff like there's there's I need a medication. I need a supplementation. Um, I'm not on hormone replacement therapy currently, but I did have to do uh, micronized progesterone. Like that was yeah. part of the process. And it wasn't the first thing that we went to. I mean, we tried bioidentical creams and, um, you know, uh, saw palmetto to help bring down androgens. We, we tried a lot of things. Um, and that ended up having to be uh, another thing that we tried. And I remember kind of having that same thing, like, do I talk about this because people yeah. are going to think I'm taking, you know, you know, hormones. It, it was, mm-hmm. it was, for some reason there was no point for it, but for some reason I did have like this uncomfortableness on how do I be open about this part of my process because of the taboo and because of the stigma that's tied behind women taking hormone replacement. And I feel like, um, when we think about women and hormone replacement therapy, we kind of either think of like one or two things. We think about the women that are bodybuilding that look very uh, masculine, um, uh, which is like a very small portion of the bodybuilding industry. Very small. <laughs> very, very, very small, small portion. And then we also think about like maybe postmenopausal women, right. you know, and what we don't realize, like you said, they're like, I even talked about this before in, in one of my posts on social media. Hormone imbalances are extremely common. Mm -hmm. I've yet to meet a woman that has had lab work done and her hormones look absolutely beautiful. Preach girl. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so in reality, if you just think about it like that, then of course, hormone replacement therapy is going to come into play here for people that are not in postmenopause yet or are not that small percentage of bodybuilding. Like it's going to cover a large portion of our female community. Mm-hmm. Uh, they mm-hmm. need that extra help. And um, I just, I would love if we could get rid of that stigma. And I think that's one thing that 
we're using our voices today to try to <laughs> that. <laughs> we're trying to I tell know. you, like, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> this, this is what you need. It's okay. Yes. And mm-hmm. I mean, you, and I know you face it too with your clients. It's like, you know, I have women losing their periods and, and they're, they're eating like a normal amount of food, but it's the stress. And then we're using things like saw palmetto and, 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 and like the, the progesterone creams to like get periods back into like, right. but we're having to do blood work so very often. So like if people aren't, don't have good insurance or, or, or aren't willing to really be advocates for their, their own health, like it's a hard thing to break into because a lot of doctors don't see, and, and this is, I guess, a whole nother topic, but a lot of doctors don't see like people like you and I, like health coaches and like, and like that we're intelligent or that we would know what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, but we're having to like help fix people because a lot of times doctors are only just, and, and I don't have anything against a doctor because obviously you went through tons of school to get to where you are. I just would like to preface with that. But, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of times they're only there to make sure that people are staying alive and not necessarily making sure that they're thriving. Like they're clinically safe. Um, yeah. And that, yeah. that's another, um, yeah, that could be a whole different episode podcast. Maybe totally. we'll, we'll, do, we'll put that on our to-do <laughs> list. But um, yeah, like there are amazing doctors out there. Unfortunately, I feel like they're few and far between. And it's not like we're like a doctor bashing, but it's just it just so happens to be true to our stories personally and, and stories of mm-hmm. the majority of our clients. Right. But um, what a lot of people don't realize, and this it, it's, a, it's a cringing moment to me when one of my clients or just someone that's asking me questions about hormones that say, well, I had my lab work done and they said everything was fine. And I'm just like, mm. <laughs> yeah, you did everything's normal. I'm like, I'm like, well, I mean, technically you could live like this if you wanted to, but if you want a, um, body that feels good or if you want to have a libido or if you want to lose right. weight or if you want any of these other amazing things that's worth having in life you're probably not going to have it with these levels but your uh. doctor is not going to go into that I mean mm-hmm. maybe if you're if maybe if you are seeing a functional integrative naturopathic doctor maybe so um right. I do uh, like to, to sing their praises because they tend to dive in a little bit deeper and look at more optimal levels instead of Mm -hmm. just what is normal. And you and I have even had this discussion too. A lot of times when you're going for your hormone levels, um, those, first of all, labs can differentiate between different labs as far as what levels are considered normal. And then second of all, most often than not, those um, ranges are comparable to like sick elderly people sometimes. Like, so it may not even be people that are, that, you may not even really fall within that niche of people that the lab ranges are even established on, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, So it's just, you know, uh, they're very helpful. Like, I mean, obviously you and I are are lab queens. I I think I get mine done like every three months. They see me at my local doctor's office all the time. Uh, I I love my doctors and I love all the lab work that I get done, but we uh, just through our own struggles and our journey, I think we've started we're starting to learn all the different uh, ways to check our labs Mm -hmm. and just understanding that it is a snapshot at that moment in time. And, um, and then just, you know, that it's okay to get help if we need to, like it's totally, it's totally okay to get help. So um, one thing I do want to ask, let's just say that, uh, you know, a woman's listening to this episode right now and, you know, what are maybe some of the symptoms that she should be looking for that says, aha, you should, you should probably go and have your sex hormones tested. What do you think? 
Um, low libido for one. Like, if you don't want to have sex, like, oh, I'm like, I know that that's like an uncomfortable statement for me to make, probably for some people. But like, there should be some part of you yeah. that like, like, innately wants to yeah. do that. Exactly. You should get horny um, from time to time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <But laughs> I mean, we're just gonna be blunt about it. That is one of my symptoms that I hate the most. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a terrible yeah. one. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. It's like, a terrible I was like, one. That one and the loss of your period. Sorry, I'm gonna let you finish the no, list. No, go ahead. Yes, libido, and if you have lost your period, that's like your fifth vital yep. sign. Oh my god! Um, if you that, lose your period, yeah, that's letting us know that something's not not going well. Mm-hmm. Um, extremely heavy periods too are definitely mm-hmm. something to to be. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I get some people have heavy flows, but like if that's pretty uncharacteristic of you, that's something that needs to be looked at. Um. Yeah. Just because you have a period doesn't mean that it's normal too. Cause I mean, I had a period, I was still having periods and like it, mm-hmm. none of it was normal. Um, it's very person dependent. Um, two, I would say like anxiety and depression. Like yeah. it's, I, I just, I can't say it enough it's so because it, it's so, so connected. Like the amount of like, even you feel, and, and I feel like most women can identify when something is off. It is, but a lot of times they don't want to, like what I said, I didn't want to identify it as, it couldn't have been my body that was off. Right, because you're doing all the right things. Right, but right. if something like, if you're doing all the right things and something's still wrong, like. Let's go get, get some tests done. Yeah, yeah. let's find right. out. Yeah. So um, that's huge. I, I don't know anything else that I could say, like, that, like, is a like identifying marker aside from mm-hmm. obviously your period. Um, I would say, I know fatigue is a funny one cause we're all like, we're all tired. But yeah. um, for me, that was, that was a big one with yeah. like your, your fatigue. Is, and I'm talking about the fatigue of like, you literally struggle to keep yourself awake. Um, mm-hmm. You're falling asleep. Um, Bad sleep. Know. Oh my God. That's a huge one. Sorry. And then, and then you're struggling at night with your sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very, that's a big indicator yeah. that something could be going off. And then also our weight, um, not just weight gain, but maybe you're struggling to, you have weight loss resistance. So like you're doing again, like we said, mm-hmm. all the right thing and the weight's just not going down. I know a lot of times we get yep. so focused on a plateau and we're like, what workout should I do now? What diet should oh I do now? God. And we're not looking at our hormones. <laughs> I can't tell you <laughs> how many times I've had to like take clients and just like drive their diets lower and like to show them that like, here's the thing is you're in a caloric deficit. You've been in a caloric deficit for a significant period of time. There is mm-hmm. absolutely no reason why science says that you should be gaining weight and you are. If right. that's not an identifying factor in the fact that something is wrong with your hormones, I don't know what is. So until you can, until we look at this, there's nothing else we can do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I just. And you're and, probably like me to the, like, I can only take you down so far. Like you just said, like you're, you've mm-hmm. already, who knows, they were more than likely were under eating before they came to you. And then you're putting them in a caloric deficit and that could probably go down a little bit lower over time. And it's like, you can't, I can't take you down from ground zero anymore. Right. <laughs> right. Like we have to consider some other 
options. And that's a really great time to say, hey, maybe I need to go and have my yeah. lab work done. Um, and just to cover, you know, some of the things that you can do when it comes to, to lab work is you can go to your doctor and get some blood serum tests done. Um, mm -hmm. The Dutch test, like Ashley and I were talking about, you do have to have a provider for that. Um, so it just depends on uh, your doctor, whether or not they're a provider. Um, you can definitely, if you're interested in that, you can reach out to me or Ashley and we can, we can get that figured out for you. But um, another option are saliva tests. I know a lot of times doctors will just those. But yeah, like they- They're the they're, most accurate. They're I know. The, like, they're more accurate than blood tests are. Yeah. Like VRT Labs is one of my favorite um, labs. I've been using them for almost two, it'll be two years this July that I've been using them. And mm -hmm. um, like I use them for myself personally. I've recommended them to clients and I've, I've, even myself and have had clients that will take them to doctors and doctors will just laugh and be like, these are not accurate. And I'm like, but they're, but, but they are, <laughs> I mean, again, regardless of which method you do, whatever your results are, are a snapshot in time of where you are at, at that moment in your life. But, right. but like they are accurate. And for people, like you said, that maybe don't have healthcare coverage, don't have insurance, um, you know, you can get those for a decent amount of price out of pocket, have it shipped to your home, do the test in your home, mail it out. And then you get the results in like, you know, they say four to six weeks, but most of my clients get them within a few weeks. It, it doesn't yeah. take long at all to get them. And there's um, other stuff too. There's like directlabs.com. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely ways to, to get your blood work done. If one, you don't have insurance or mm -hmm. med medical to cover it, or two, your, your doctors don't want to do it for you. Right. Cause that happens a lot. Mm -hmm. I've had myself and many clients that will ask like, you know, I want my full sex hormone panel. I want right. a full thyroid panel beyond just TSH. I want the full thing. Oh my thing. God. <laughs> That's another, there's another topic. <laughs> we can have <we> <laughs> to record for you guys. Um, but yeah, like there's just so much and they'll either refuse. And from what I've just, from my studies, one, they just, they just have the right to refuse because um, I don't know, because they want to, I don't know. I don't know the answer. They don't I'm have the right code for it. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say sometimes they don't have um, the right diagnosis code because they do have to have a diagnosis code to be able to test you for certain things. Some labs won't allow them to test uh, certain things. Uh, so yeah, it's like some of them, just depending on where you're at, some physicians are limited to what they can, can do as well so but it never hurts to, to ask or to try <laughs> agreed um, yeah yeah i mean just uh, i know it's scary i used to be really scared going into to the doctors and and would leave crying and and frustrated um but it just doesn't hurt to you know take a deep breath go in and say i want x y and z and just tell them like this is my body i have the right to know what's going mm -hmm. on being an advocate for your own health, I can never stress that enough. Like, it's not that you necessarily have to go in and be combative. Not that I would do that or anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it doesn't, you definitely need to be, when you're speaking with your doctor, like, you know why you're asking for these things. I mean, like, they're not yeah. wrong to want you to know those things. It mm -hmm. is your job to, like, learn about what it is you're asking for. Yeah. Yeah. And it's okay to even educate them too sometimes. Like it's right. okay to, to do that. Um, yeah. And I just, um, I, I just, I think the years of bad doctor's experiences built me into the person that I am now. Like my last doctor, I went in with my stack of files and was like, okay, I am not your average client. 
not your average patient. You're not going to dismiss me. I know more than most people. This is what's going on. Sit down and listen to me. <laughs> and she did amazing. She was an amazing doctor. She is an amazing doctor. Like she's wonderful, but oh, I it love took it. me a while to get to that point. Cause I was not like that the first time my voice was like the first couple of doctors, my voice would be cracking and I'd be afraid to ask for things. So I totally get it. Oh my but gosh. Yes. That confident mentality to go in and just understanding that it is your body. It is the only body that you have. You're going to have to live in it forever. And if you are suffering from some of these things, first of all, they're not normal. It's not normal to have no libido. It's not normal to have menstrual issues and, and fatigue and all these other things. It's not normal. So if you uh, want to feel better in your body, definitely advocate for it. Ask for the test. Um, and I know another thing, because we wanted to like just bring to light that it's okay to need hormone replacement therapy. And one thing right. that um, we kind of talked about some of the negative effects of birth control, but we also wanted to talk about how it's okay if you need that too, right? Yeah. Oh, for yeah. sure. I definitely, I'm not over here saying like, don't go on birth control. Okay. <laughs> I'm kind of saying like, if that's an option not to, I would choose not to. However, like sometimes it's not an option. Like I didn't, I wasn't on birth control for 10 years because I was like, Oh yeah, this is fun. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like you, cause sometimes you have to do what you have to do. And like, I'll be honest, I'm so lucky that now I don't, I don't have to be on it. Um, Mm -hmm. we can thank my significant other for that. Um, (laughs) but, uh, it's just one of those, like, you know what I mean? Um, if that is something that you have to do, it is something you have to do, but I would do a research into what it is that you're going to use. And then I would be taking measures like as far as lab work, probably pre and and post those Mm -hmm. things. Um, But no, I'm not shaming birth control in any kind of way. Like if you don't want children, like that may be, that may be something you have to consider. And I know it's something that, um, you know, because we're friends, we spend time together, we talk about it. And it's, it's, you know, when we talk about birth control, the reason why we share some of the negative effects is because women aren't being educated on it. And we want you to understand that it can affect your body. Like in Ashley's case here, you know, it did get her to the point where her hormones were depleted, where they couldn't return. Um, You know, that is a possibility. She's not alone in this. Um, But um, also we just, you know, it's just that we want people to have that awareness. We're not saying, you know, don't do birth control because this is going to happen to you. Um, right. You know, it's just be educated, understand, like Ashley said, you know, maybe it's a great idea if you're considering birth control um, to have lab work done before and after so you can see how your body's adjusting to it and, um, you know, talk to your doctor about it. What are some other measures that you can take, like maybe supplementing for some nutrient deficiencies because birth control does cause that. Um, you know, reducing your stress, inflammation, support your gut, like those kind of things. Um, So one thing, uh, overall, we just wanted to get the message across that, uh, you know, if you find yourself in a position that you do need hormone replacement, that it's okay. And if you need someone to sit with, you can come sit with us. (laughs) We're friends. (laughs) We won't make you feel bad about it. Um, And, and we hope that, you know, you're thriving afterwards, just like Ashley is, because you can definitely tell that you are thriving (laughs) since you've been able to bring this into your life. Um, So I do want to ask you, which before I go into the next thing I wanted to talk about, is there anything else about hormone replacement therapy that you feel like you wanted to get off your chest or share? I think we covered quite a bit of what we felt like we wanted to talk about. We really did. We talked about all of it. I, I just, I just can't stress enough, like 
how important I think it is to have lab work done and to like Mm -hmm. be okay with knowing that that like whatever the results come back as that doesn't make there's nothing wrong with you in the sense that like that you need to fix something like okay fix it have the most optimal body you can like live your best life that is the whole point yeah so like if that is what you need it is fine it is fun. Yes, exactly. Um, so one of the things I wanted to just bring across, uh, just because a lot of women that are listening to this probably suffer from PCOS. And Ashley, I know that you don't have PCOS yourself, but just being a coach and a personal trainer, I mean, you do have the knowledge, you do have experience in it, and you work with clients that have mm-hmm. PCOS. Is that correct? Yes, I do. Yes. I do. Um, so what have you... Oh, sorry. No, you're fine. Oh, uh, what have you found that have been effective with working with your client? <clears throat> okay, so we know PCOS is androgen dominance, sometimes mm-hmm. estrogen dominance, um, insulin resistance, right? So there's quite a few things, um, natural things and, and doctor prescribed things, right? So like metformin is a, is a drug that's used right now that's great for PCOS. A mm-hmm. lot of times- Insulin sensitizer, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, insulin sensitivity, I mean, it's massive, right? But a lot of times um, people with PCOS have a huge problem with metformin, just their gut can't handle it, which I know you and I have talked about many times, Mm -hmm. but a lot of times that's because their gut, it really needs to be taken care of, not necessarily that it won't support them. Exactly. Um, But also if you, if a doctor isn't prescribing you that, or you think you have PCOS and you don't know, and you are having insulin resistance issues. I mean, the biggest thing for me was probably using um, blood glucose monitoring. Um, Mm -hmm. It's huge. It's, I mean, you can kind of see what's going on. Um, Berberine is great for insulin resistance. Um, That's something that my clients definitely are using. Um, I love new ethics estracort, right? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's I a great product. Yeah, <laughs> I think it it's is. a great product. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I mean, definitely that. Um, let's see, what else? And the resistance training. You have them all resistance. Training. Oh yeah. yeah I mean, if you, 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 <laughs> you, you <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was a given. My fault. <laughs> no, no. I'm here. I'm here to back you up. Uh, you guys, I was gonna say, if you haven't met Ashley, then once you see her, you'll understand. Yes, her clients resistance train, which means they, they lift weights. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like everyone should be lifting weights. They don't gotta lift yeah. as, as many weights. They don't gotta lift weights like six days a week. But I, I mean, know. you, you definitely need like a couple of days a week. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it does so much. And a lot of women, I think with PCOS, this is just from my experience, uh, because we do tend to have higher androgens, higher testosterone. Mm-hmm. We feel that when we're going to lift weights, we're going to bulk out and she Hulk. which by the way, I wish that was the case because that would have made my life whenever I competed a lot easier. <laughs> it didn't work Dude. out for me. <laughs> but uh, the cool thing is the evidence shows that uh, it actually helps us reduce those androgens when we yeah. resistance train. So we want to be lifting weights. Um, you're not going to she Hulk. Um, because trust me, I tried and it didn't work. So <laughs> the female body is not meant to do that. It isn't. It's not it isn't. made to do that. We have so right. many mechanisms that are inside of us that don't allow for us to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And to give but- you guys a point of reference, I mean, you can't, women can't put on, and this is at most, and um, most of the times these are women that are like training all the time, more than like five pounds of muscle a year. I promise you cannot turn into She-Hulk by lifting weights. I know. It's crazy um, to like, if, if you could work twice as hard, 
especially if you have PCOS, you're going to work twice as hard as the women, but the women are going to have to still work twice as hard as the men just to try to create that body composition where, you, you know, you have more muscle mass than you do fat, fat right. body mass. But, um, oh. but yeah, what? Well, you were saying the other things to use glucose disposal agents too. Oh, Sorry, yeah. squirrel. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I was like, oh yeah, GDA I forgot. Max. Yeah. Well, GD, yeah. GA max for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you can use stuff like that. I mean, I think there's so many things out there. If we are like really paying attention to like nutrient timing, that's mm-hmm. a big one that I've used with some of my clients is nutrient timing. Like, I mean, use the food where the food is, is relevant yeah. to you, like where it works. You know, um, I don't have the, the study offhand, but like new evidence is showing for women. I don't think we may have talked about this before and sorry, I'm going to bring this up on air, but um, new evidence is showing with nutrient timing with women with PCOS that, um, it's actually improving their insulin sensitivity if they're eating the bulk of their calories in the morning. So like your breakfast would be like a 900 calorie meal, you know, lunch is, you know, 300 ish or so calories, dinner's a little bit less. So it's like in the morning and I don't know about you, but the majority of my clients are breakfast skippers that like they, and and then I think, um, and I'm not, this is, nothing against intermittent fasting it has its place in the world but it's just like became so popular to where a lot of people aren't eating until later on in the day and um especially you know you've got a circadian rhythm going on you got all these other things and we're not using that nutrient timing appropriately so that's just a tidbit effect yes. little little bonus to the podcast there. <laughs> <laughs> that is becoming in that i just think it's just really interesting um and how different that that can change uh for people with their insulin sensitivity regardless oh, yeah. if you have PCOS or not i just i just think interesting oh for sure um i definitely think that that's something that's relevant i'm like do you you don't want to eat breakfast okay cool so we're gonna definitely train at night or no (laughs) yeah i know i don't um so yeah thank you so much for for sharing your story i know this was like the first time that you've really got to be vocally open about it um i hope that you feel better and and i think it's a really important message to to give to the people (laughs) give to the people yes Yes. thank you for (laughs) thank you for having me um so where are some places that they can find you um, you can find me on Instagram. It's at smashly underscore seven two four. Um, you can find me at Iron House Strength and Conditioning in Hermitage. Uh, that is where I personal train. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about it. I don't really Facebook very much. I have one. Good luck. <laughs> Your email. Um, I'll put all of this information oh, yeah. in the show notes. Yeah, so that way that they can can reach out to you if they need to or have any questions or anything. And lastly, um, one of the questions that I have for you is just, you know, whenever I created like my coaching business, um, I named it Live Free because I just felt like we as women have the ability to live free from things that hold us back and we become, can become like our most fierce beings if we allow ourselves to and just yeah. unleash that power. So I'm curious, what do you feel makes you fierce? Honestly, you'll love, I, you'll probably love this. Um, oh, of course I love you. So I'm going <laughs> to love whatever you say. <laughs> my softness, my uh-huh. softness. It took me a really long time to embrace that. Um, yeah. I think for, for a really long time I was living in like in my masculine self, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like that I had to show up as like this hard ass bitch, right? Like but you do uh, show I up could just, cl- <laughs> <laughs> which I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I don't see it like that. Like, but I you just, can be both. But you can, yeah. yeah, like you're like, yeah. You can be soft and fierce. And I think that that's what allows for 
that's what makes me fierce is that I can have that softness, that vulnerability and that like emotionalness and it be acceptable and like still own my shit. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I love that. And I love, I love all of your shit. So (laughs) you're my favorite shit. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for for being here. Thank you for your time and sharing this with us. (laughs) <laughs> until so next much. time we have exactly. we have plenty of other podcast topics to to bring to you guys so this is not the last of ashley you'll hear from. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in to live free radio i hope you enjoyed today's episode and i want to hear from you do you have a story that you would like to share email me at letitia at livefreehealthcoaching.com or check the show notes to find out more about how you could be featured here on the podcast.